Good evening, Nerd Forensics fans. This is Millicent Oriana, and today I am joined by Jacob Urban. And we're going to be talking about... There's a killer on the loose. His name... Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. And of course, we promised last week in our episode, Jacket It With The Homies, that we would identify Jack the Ripper for y'all. Well, stay tuned, because in tonight's episode, Too Much Jacking. We're going to reveal the identity of Jack the Ripper. And we are recording inside a replica of the TARDIS. It's cramped, it's hot, there's no air conditioning, and it's not nearly as fun as you'd think. Let's get into it. Millicent Oriana, culture expert. While seeking to unlock the secrets of all fandoms, she is exposed to an overload of every aspect of pop culture. Now, when asked a question about a piece of popular culture, she becomes curious. Now hosting a podcast and joined by amazing guests, she seeks to find answers and find a way to live off her talents and to make a fun podcast. Don't make me ask questions, George Lusk. You've been dead for a long time. Just to start us off, we are going to be talking about Emma Smith. Emma Smith was the first victim in what's known as the Whitechapel murders, and she was actually killed by a group of people on Tuesday, April 3rd, 1888. So that's not a single serial killer, is it? No, that is not an isolated serial killer. That's, in fact, usually what we'd refer to as a gang killing. Possibly an angry pimp, possibly an angry loan shark. Well, it's a group of people, so it could have even just been a mob. Could have just been an angry mob who was just, you know, killing for whatever reason. Next up, we've got... Martha Tabram. She was found on August 7th, 1888, and she had been stabbed. Well, stabbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely a murder. No, it's a murder, and it's definitely a way to, uh, you know, kill people. I will have to add that all of these people are uh, sex workers, which is the only thing that links them. Yeah, I mean, um, there's definitely a correlation between murderers and sex workers. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a dangerous profession. Next up, we have Marianne Nichols, who was killed on August 31st, and she was killed by a group, possibly the same group that killed Emma Smith. The Star, which the Star newspaper is going to come up in this. Oh, the good old Star newspaper. Yeah, the Star. The Star actually said that it was a single individual, but there's no corroboration whatsoever. And there was like a, were there witnesses to the group attack or? Uh, No, but all investigation yielded that there were multiple assailants. They found multiple footprints. They found it was very similar to the first murder. Yeah, like, so this is like the birth of actually investigating crimes, essentially. Who did you sell the salts to? The fat man with sideburns. Like that one over there. There's your mutton chop murderer. Stop feeding! <laughs> oh, like yeah. this period, like before that, cops just kind of arrested people, I guess. Oh, yeah. And you had Scotland Yard investigating. A lot of these investigations were actually being done by a vigilante committee. Mr. Simpson, how do you respond to the charge that petty vandalism such as graffiti is down 80 percent? while heavy sack beatings are up a shocking 900%. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. I see. Well, what do you say to the accusation that your group has been causing more crimes than it's been preventing? Oh, Kent, I'd be lying if I said my men weren't committing crimes. Hmm, touche. 
Ah. Yeah, it's kind of a hit and miss investigation here. <laughs> yeah, but basically, there are things that they're stumbling across that do t- pan out, and then there are other theories of how to investigate that just don't. Oh, absolutely. They like, are they're still learning the science of it. Oh, yeah, this is definitely like prototype investigations. Yeah. On September 8th, we had Annie Chapman, who was stabbed, disemboweled, and had her throat cut, which now we see the first M.O. of what was later known as Jack the Ripper. Yeah, so there's 11 murder, like there are 11 Whitechapel murders that could possibly be connected, but only five of them are actually like attributed to Jack the Ripper. Yes. Again, Annie Chapman, who was stabbed, disemboweled, and had her throat cut. So fits everything perfectly. Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes, who were both killed on September 30th. They both had their throats cut, but where Elizabeth Stride, it was just like a small slash to her neck. Yeah. And she had been stabbed to death. Catherine Eddowes had actually been like disemboweled and everything. So I do know, like, there is a theory that Jack the Ripper killed Stride, but was interrupted in the process before completing. And that's why he went after the uh, other lady Meadows. Eddowes in the middle later in the night. Because they were like half an hour apart from each other. Uh, Like 10 minutes. Yeah. So like it was like one right after the other then. Oh, yeah. Well, at one of the crime scenes, graffiti was found that said it was spelled way incorrectly but it said jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing yes which i've heard about this message and it was erased by the police because it was obviously some crazy anti-semitic graffiti that was just there to incite anti-jewish riots and like there's no evidence it was even left by a perpetrator involved with the crime it could have just been random graffiti oh it absolutely could have been random graffiti honestly i like I get with investigations, you know, they should have taken pictures of it because it could have led to something. But I also don't blame them for erasing it right away because they knew what would happen if people well, saw that. There had already been a spike in anti-Semitic violence because there were conspiracy theories that this was some sort of ritual killing. And of course, because Jewish people always just get the brunt of everybody's hate. Yeah, Jewish people, Romani and pretty much every other kind of like, you know, every other kind of nomadic people. Tend to get the brunt of everybody's hate. So next up, on September 27th, we had the Dear Boss letter. On October 1st, Saucy Jackie. And for those that are unfamiliar, Dear Boss and Saucy Jackie are like the two letters where the name Jack the Ripper were first used. Jack the Ripper. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, they brag about murders and stuff. On October 2nd, an unidentified body most likely not related in any way to the murders was found. I mean, you know, this is a like Whitechapel was not a very good place to live at this time. So I'm sure that there were just murders happening all the time. Oh, absolutely. There were murders happening all the time in Whitechapel. It was not a safe area to live. So, yeah, there were just, you know, there's definitely going to be random bodies that aren't associated with the crime that is crimes that are just found. Oh, absolutely. So on October 6th, the most famous letter sent by Jack the Ripper hits the office of George Lusk, who is the investigator for the Vigilance Committee. He's the head of the Vigilance Committee. Ah, yes. They're the gang of vigilantes that decided that they were going to stop Jack the Ripper. No, they're going to hunt him down. Yes. So the letter was written in a very strange style, and there's a lot of evidence that suggests that somebody wrote it 
and made it look like a complete lunatic wrote it. Like they dripped ink all over it. And um, what's really interesting is they brag about eating the other half of a kidney that was sent along with the package. Yes. The kidney in question was also infected with what's called Bright's disease, which is like it was a serious inflammatory disorder that there was like you just died a miserable death back then having it. So it sounds like eating a kidney infected with this would uh, not be pleasant. It probably would not be pleasant. And it most likely came from a medical school with ah, like a specimen. Interesting. Because it was very common for people to steal organs off of corpses back then. Yes. To sell to medical schools. In fact, there are even theories suggesting that the medical examiners or people who discovered the bodies had cut them open and removed their organs to sell. Interesting. Mm hmm. Because, you know, again, it's like the 1800s, Victorian ideals, opium. money, opium. And it's also a very impoverished area and a very very impoverished area. Oh, and this is also during the gin era. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, on November 9th, Mary Jane Kelly was found. She was viciously mutilated. All evidence suggests that she knew her knew the perpetrator of her, her murder. It was somebody who was in the house with her, a customer or somebody that she lived with. I mean, typically, like, some of the most violent murders do tend to be from people who were close to each other. Oh, absolutely. And this one, it was suggest it, it really looks like she knew somebody. Next up, Rose Milet on Thursday, December 20th. It's believed that she fell and her scarf broke her neck. So she just had a tragic accident. Yeah, she was found strangled to death, but it, it seems most likely that she fell and strangled herself. So unless Jack the Ripper is like death from Final Destination. Yeah, unless it's like some Final <laughs> Destination or that episode of uh, the X-Files, the Schrodinger or the uh, what is it? The uh, uh, the gold the Ru Ruth Goldberg. episode. Yeah. What the hell do you think you're doing? Going home. No, no not so fast. <laughs> we expect a chance to win some of our money back. Guys, there's. Over a hundred thousand dollars here. You're damn right there's over a hundred thousand dollars there. A hundred thousand's all I need. Unless like that, then yes, she just had a really shitty night. Yeah, and just died from a tragic accident. Mm-hmm. Be careful while wearing scarves. Yeah. So that would actually be the last Whitechapel murder of that year. Which, again, that one wasn't even really a murder. So moving on, we have in 1889, Alice McKenzie on July 17th, her carotid artery was severed, which is different from the other MOs because those were throat cuttings. Yeah. She was stabbed. Again, not dissected, but stabbed. Do we know if she was stabbed repeatedly or just was it a single? Multiple. Okay. Which it does look like there was a serial killer who was stabbing people multiple times and cutting their throats. Yes. Doesn't look like he was dissecting them, and it doesn't look like he had even close to as many victims as people like to say that he did. Mm. But it looks like there was a serial killer who had like three, maybe four victims. Yeah. And on September 10th, 1889, an unidentified torso was found beaten before its death, but it was all dismembered. And then on February 13th, 1891... So two years later, a girl by the name of Frances Coles was thrown to the ground and had her throat cut. 
Okay. And she died. She survived up until like a few minutes later when help arrived. She was dead. I mean, that's pretty horrible, but I don't, you know, there doesn't seem to be any evidence to link that to Jack the Ripper. Yeah, other than it was a woman who had her throat cut. Yeah. Personally, I think that, yeah, there was a lot of violence happening in this area, and unfortunately, a lot of it was toward women. It looks like it was either some pissed off loan shark or some pimp, though, who was doing a lot lot of this. this. Yeah. What really, really throws it all into question is the fact that uh, we talked about in the last episode. Spring Hill Jack was definitely a hoax created to spark paper sales. Yes. Why wouldn't you keep repeating that kind of success? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, it, basically they they had a, a journalist like that guy from season five of The Wire. Mm-hmm. And here's where it gets really fun. Fred Best and Tom Bullen, who worked for the star, the same paper that said it was one individual when a group killed somebody. Yeah. Fred Best admitted that him and Tom Bullen, and this was 1931, they admitted that when they worked for the star, they penned the Dear Boss and Saucy Jackie letters. Interesting. So they made up some bullshit. Yeah, they made up some bullshit. And to sell papers. The only one that can't be, you know, attributed to them is From Hell, which even when From Hell was first received, it was considered a hoax by everybody. Yeah. I mean, this was obviously a diseased kidney. Yeah. It's just every person who's trying to sell a book. Oh, I found the identity of Jack the Ripper. Oh, it's this prince. Oh, it's this artist. They all try to link all these crimes together. And the sad truth of the matter is this is just a very impoverished area with a lot of vulnerable people, vulnerable people and a lot of drug and alcohol abuse. Yeah. At the height of the Victorian era. Yeah. At the height of the Victorian era. And, you know, people are profits at that point. People get thrown away at that point. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's ever read a Charles Dickens story knows how they treated people in the Victorian era. Lisa, I want some more. More? (laughs) Yeah, and it's not good. I mean, you think of basically you think of all the problems we have within current capitalism and then you amplify them. So the identity of Jack the Ripper, he was a hoax. He was a hoax perpetrated by the Star newspaper. There was a serial killer active, but he had between three and four victims. The disembowelings were most likely done by other people, but somebody was slashing women's throats and stabbing them. And I mean, again, it could have just been random people being drunk and angry it could have been i mean it's a it's a very simplistic and crude way to kill somebody yeah so it might have just been an opportunity crime for four different offenders yeah just somebody who they're having a bad night they see a prostitute and they know no one's gonna miss her so they they target her just like john wayne gacy said that's exactly what his thing was was they were prostitutes so nobody was gonna miss them yeah I mean, it was, uh, that, that's what a lot of serial killers do. Mm-hmm. A lot of serial killers target sex workers because they know the police aren't going to tr- really try. Yeah, which is why we need to really reform our laws involving sex workers. Like, we need to find a way to make it legal and safer for them because it's going to happen regardless. Yeah. But we need to figure out ways to protect more vulnerable people because, I mean, 
Jack the Ripper is a great example of what happens when you completely abandon the most vulnerable people. The only thing that helps them in any way are some yellow journalist who make up a boogeyman, which causes people to pretend to give a damn about the plight of the poor. I mean, that, you know, their ultimate goal was to sell newspapers, but the fact that it did draw some attention to the these people's lives is it did some it's good. a little bit of good that was it was a little bit of unintentional good yeah and again we shouldn't have to rely on yellow journalism to yeah. save us all no and i mean i think it's funny that like 100 uh, 140 years ago is this, that's when this took place about 140 years ago um 1880s 135 years ago yeah um and the problems with journalism are still the same. The problems with journalism are still the same. We have to keep figuring out how we're going to sell more papers or keep you watching CNN or whatever for another 10 hours. Yeah. So we have to decide what's real and what's not. Everybody's shouting fake news. And 90% of the time we're getting fed half the truth while we're looking at a clickbait article. And it's horrible. It's horrible that no one's ever been able to get access to real information. Yeah. Information is power. Yeah. It's all. F- if you don't see it firsthand, you get some half truth. Yeah. It, it, it's really depressing. And I mean, this is why hopefully one day we can grow past this. But until then, I mean, we're just going to be stuck here twiddling our thumbs and just, you know, hoping for the best, hoping that we'll hear the truth. And hoping that all the problems in the world that we don't hear about somehow just work themselves out. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to shout out like one of the greatest shows of all time, uh, The Wire. And it kind that show kind of teaches you why things won't get better in a lot of regard. It's in America. Like, I'm sure things are different in different countries. Yeah. But unfortunately, most countries were just wrapped in loops of bureaucracy, ignorance, lack of funding. This this side doesn't want their taxes to go up. This side doesn't want these people to have this victory. It's just. (sighs) Well, the thing is, is people, they come into an institution and they think that they're going to be the ones who can change it. And eventually the institution wins. It grinds them down and they start making compromises with themselves and. And it's because that's how it's always been. That's how it's always going to be. The institution itself is what needs to be changed. Yeah, the institutions need to be changed. Like, unfortunately, nobody can change an institution from the inside. And it's becoming more and more apparent every single day. Even for me, I used to believe that people could, like, you know, change things on a local level, which would change things on a massive level. And now I'm like, no, the entire entire institutions need to be changed from the ground up. Otherwise, we're never going to get anything done. Like the way we're doing things is essentially broken. Like there is no such thing as infinite like resource or profit. Like things come to an end point at some at some time. Even the stars above us will burn out and fade. Well, if I can leave you with any words of knowledge before we sign off, I just want you to know. Treat sex workers better. Treat people that live in impoverished areas like a person. That way they don't just get erased by the world. And all cats are beautiful. I've been Millicent Oriana, and tonight I was joined by... 
Jacob Bourbon. And I would like to say thank you all for listening. And remember, don't fall for a hoax. Also, keep up the good fight. Yeah, keep up the good fight. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.